Hey everyone, welcome back to A Toast to Film. We're super excited to have y'all here with us. We, we really just want to reiterate how much we appreciate everyone's time, y'all taking the time out of y'all's day and listening to us. We're just, we're so grateful for anyone to be here with us, join our channel, and um, we just have a great show for y'all today. As always, my name is Trey, this is my best bud Ebo. Hello. And uh, guys, we, uh, we got a great one for you. Eddie, why don't you tell everyone what we're getting into today? Okay, so on today's episode, we will be going over a small little retrospective of Chadwick Boseman, who we supremely miss. You yes. know, on our last episode, we talked about Black Panther, and mm-hmm. now, you know, he's gone to join the great Black Panthers, you know, in the afterlife. The Kings in the, the afterlife, Kings. man, absolutely. Then we will be reviewing Tenet. Oh. And we have a special beer of the week. I know Trey's been dying for this episode. Yes. Because, you know, very Christopher Nolan heavy. Mm. And that's also because we will be bookending this episode at the very end with, it may not be our most, you know, pomp and circumstance list, but a good list on the list, our first favorite Christopher Nolan top five. Oh. Eddie... You know how much uh, I love Christopher Nolan. We, I think we it's said a little it too much. I think we said it in the last, you know, episode. That I'm, a, I'm considering myself a Nolanite. I, I mean, he's just my absolute fa- favorite director, and um, everything he does. I, I believe most viewers have this high expectation of, you know, what they're getting ready to see. So yeah, this was an extremely difficult list for me to make. Eddie, I feel like you you did this one pretty much with ease, but uh, yeah, they're all trashed to me. <laughs> oh my god! But, but look, <laughs> we'll we'll get to that at the end of the show. So let's start out before we get into our three topics. Yes, I thought you know what, Trey, let's talk about some stream of the week action. Oh, okay. You know, Trey, when you're sitting at home, what what have you been streaming as of late? Give us give us like one thing you were streaming this week. I found. A fantastic hidden gem. Okay. I was streaming, you know, through the PlayStation Store on my PS4, mm-hmm. and I was just seeing what they had in the movie market. You know, then you can normally rent a bunch of movies for like three ninety nine, four ninety nine. Most time that's a little expensive, you know, but mm-hmm. a lot of these you won't find at the Redbox. True. So I found this movie called Hippopotamus. Okay. Okay. It was. Uh, yeah, just like that. I, I was like, what? Did it involve a hippopotamus? It did not involve a hippopotamus. Okay, I'm out. And, But I'll tell you what, it's a very cool tie-in, and you know, just like most movies, you're always waiting for when they're going to say the word in the title, you know? Mm. They do do that. Um, and this movie, guys, if y'all are looking for a very well-crafted psychological thriller, th- I mean, this is it. I watched this with five friends... We were all sitting there watching this movie, trying to dissect what we thought was going on, who was good, who was bad. And uh, let me tell you what, after we finished it, it was a very short film. You would have liked it, Eddie. Like, I think it was like an hour, ten minutes long. You gotta get over this. Quick. Talking about me and time. (laughs) Quick film. Anyone just needs something to, you know, want to kind of watch last hour before they, you know, call it a night, this would be a great one. And it will... It will stay with you. It's one of those thinkers you will keep thinking about, you know, for days to come. So out of a hundred, what would you personally recommend to people? Oh, I, this is a solid B, you know, a B for me, a solid B. I mean, I would rank this any, I would say low 80s, low 80s, you know, but the budget was so cheap and I think there was 
five people in the entire film mm-hmm. and maybe three locations. It was well done. So that that's mine, but I'm excited to hear yours though. So what was your stream of the week? So I never got on the Lucifer train, but I started season one last week. And great show, great show. I am now on season five, <laughs> the newest season on Netflix. Yep. And I gotta say, for anyone who hasn't seen Lucifer, it is a great show. Yes. It sure it's one of these like cop dramas like Bones, which is one of my favorites, or NCIS. But all the stuff they do with like the celestials, you know, God, the devil, everything, it's very interesting and it keeps you really hooked because Lucifer, he is, you know, Lucifer Morningstar, the devil. Mm-hmm. But he's a relatable character and it goes to show that sometimes you are put in a situation where you are not who people say you are. Yeah. And he's not as bad a guy. As you say, he can be. Yeah. If you cross him. Oh yeah. But I would definitely recommend anyone who hasn't started it. They released the first half of season five. Okay. That's available on Netflix with the other seasons. Mm-hmm. Season the uh, second half's coming soon, and then they're going to record a sixth season, which will be the end. And you know what? You said something that I found interesting, and mm-hmm. I agree with it. This is a cop drama. Yeah. But. You know, cop dramas normally are a dime a dozen. They're very routine. Yeah. They're bound by reality. So we have to follow a certain guideline with any cop drama. But that's what's not. Yeah, that's what's so great about Lucifer is it adds a supernatural aspect. So when we think we know something, we don't because this show's not bound by reality. No. They can they can twist it on anything. Mm-hmm. Time can be involved. Which uh, they do. And yeah, I, I totally agree with Eddie on this one, guys. If y'all are looking for something, and you do like the cop dramas, which I think I, you and me both personally mm-hmm. do, but you want a little twist, you want something different, Lucifer, guys, is y'all's, is y'all's stream. And Tom Ellis, the lead actor, he is fantastic. And you will instantly fall in love with his just charisma yeah. from the second he says, Hello, detective. <laughs> I mean, that's just the thing. When when you think of the devil and people getting charmed by the devil and you know trying to cun you out of stuff, maybe a soul or something, mm-hmm. yeah, that's Tom Ellis. He totally brings that that charisma, like you said, the good the good uh, tall, dark, and handsome mm-hmm. five o'clock shadow look. I mean, with amazing suits, yeah, great style, and he just wants people to have fun. But so that's our recommendations for the week. Trey has hippopotamus. And I have Lucifer. And let's talk about one we're both watching right now. Yes. Now, Eddie, do you want to you wanna tell the viewers on this one? So, for anyone who has not seen it, what are you doing with your life? Amazon's The Boys. Oh, man. One of the greatest superhero things as, you know, going on in our lifetime. Because it takes what we think about superheroes and flips it on its head. And puts in this, like, corporate intrigue and this, you know, price of fame. And showing that sometimes the villains aren't the villains. Yeah, and here's the thing. We we had a taste of this with Brightburn. But the problem with Brightburn compared to the boys is, one, being a TV show, you can dive in, get way more character development. But with, with Brightburn... 
he just kind of turned evil. Like, it was almost yeah. like a chaotic evil. There was no reason for it to happen. He just was evil. But in The Boys, you see why these these superheroes are evil and how they were kind of raised to be evil and also being in a corporate environment which mm -hmm. really cares less about saving people and more about looking like they save people mm -hmm. it's easy for them to get corrupt and season two the first three episodes just dropped and i gotta say trey and i are gonna watch them tonight mm -hmm. i've already got some things about them and Let's just say, if you haven't seen it, go ahead, binge the first season. It's what, eight, ten episodes? It's eight episodes, like Perfect. 50 minutes each. And guys, just putting on on a rating scale, The Boys, this is a solid A for me. I mean, yeah. this this could be a 95 out of 100. Solid A. There is nothing that is wrong with this show. This will keep you engaged 24-7. And we're talking jaw-dropping moments. I mean... I think at least one time each episode, I drop my jaw. Yeah, it always keeps you guessing. But, mm -hmm. you know, Trey, as much as we're excited to talk about the boys, yes, uh, we do have something we have to talk about that, you know, we're going to lower the fun of our podcast for a little bit. Because last week, we did lose, you know, they say not all heroes wear capes. Yeah. And we lost one in Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, that's well said. And, you know, Chadwick Boseman, to me, was a generational talent because he had everything you want. He was cool looking. Like, every time I saw him, even in a terrible movie like uh, Gods of Egypt, he yeah. just looks cool. And But he not only looks cool, he looks kind. And he was kind. Outside of the movies, he did so much to try and bring a smile to people, to try and help people. And we lost him, but, you know, we didn't have to do this. We yeah. didn't, you know, feel we were forced to do this, but I was talking to Trey, and we wanted to do this just to pay some small respect to somebody who brought a lot of joy to uh, our lives. Tons of joy. I, You know, let's, let's flash back a week, mm -hmm. okay? And... It, it was the craziest thing. I, I mean, I'll, I won't forget our phone conversation. Yeah. I We were looking online. I was asleep. Eddie, yeah, I called Eddie late, uh, as I normally do. <laughs> but I saw something on Facebook saying that Chadwick Boseman passed. And the first thing I thought in my head was, this is one of those fake yeah. uh, news reports about actors. Mm -hmm. Because when you think of Chadwick Boseman, he's just such a... A role model, such mm -hmm. a great figure. So and fit. So fit and portrayed as a superhero. You honestly believe he really is a superhero. Mm -hmm. So I I didn't even believe it. And then I followed more sites, more sources, kept dropping my jaw. I, I couldn't believe it. I called Eddie. And when we, when we talked about this, I mean, I felt like a, at least two days, neither one of us were right. I yeah. mean, we, we felt... I felt weird. I mean, yeah. I, I just, I can't explain it. I felt like a, you, you feel like someone's just been torn away, like an immediate family member, yeah. you know? But even though he's not to me, it's just that impact he's had in my yeah. life. And, you know, with actors, you hold them so high that they almost feel kind of invincible. Yeah, and because, like, typically when we hear the loss of an actor, mm -hmm. I'm usually not too sad because... 
typically, you know, they're 70, 80, 90. Yeah. They've had a long life or they had an illness. And Mr. Bozeman did, but we didn't know. Yeah. And I'll be getting into that, but I was just going to have us do a little rundown on some of his filmography. Yeah. So the first time I saw him and he had a great performance was 42, where he played Jackie Robinson. Oh, man. Great movie. And I thought he immediately, when I saw him, I was like, this guy is going to be a star because he just, he had something about him. He had the factor. And it was the emotion he brought in Mm -hmm. that role. I mean, that was a tearjerker, you know? It was like a, it was a hooray type movie, you Mm -hmm. know? You want to stand up, you know, cheer, you know, towards the end. But, man, you see what he went through. And in that role as Jackie Robinson, I mean, you felt for him. He, it was a fantastic movie. And after that, he had a, to me, thankless role because this movie, not a lot of people watch. I actually am a big fan of this movie because, you know, I'm a fantasy football nerd. So anytime you get some, like, draft stuff, I get excited. Mm-hmm. But Draft Day with Kevin Costner, oh. he actually plays a linebacker in the movie. Oh. And, you know, it's a small role, but I thought he was great in that. And I was kind of mad that they didn't use him more sort of like Cuba and Jr. Yeah. You know, and Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Where he had a bigger role. I think that they could have used that because he's the type of actor who could have brought something to that. Yeah. But then after that, he, you know, as if playing Jackie Robinson wasn't iconic <laughs> enough, he played James Brown. Oh, man. Yes. Yes, he did. And he... Not, he looked like him. He did. I mean, they did a great job with his outfits and makeup. I mean, God, it was fantastic. And because he had the same kind of charisma and stage presence. Yeah. And looking back on that, it's especially sad because... Nelson Ellis, who played Bobby Bird, you might know him as Lafayette from True Blood. Oh, yes, man. I loved him. He passed away. So now both leads from that movie are gone. Yeah. And then after all that, what people will remember him for above all else was when he debuted in Civil War as T'Challa, the Black Panther. God. Arguably... One of my favorite MCU movies. I think Civil War is in my top five. And he had so many just immediate lines. But before we mention anything about that, when you first see him in the Black Panther suit... Oh my god. Because we're introduced to him as T'Challa. Yeah. But then when you see him in the suit, the audience erupted when we saw it. It was... The coolest suit yet, in my opinion. I, oh, yeah. It was, like, mysterious. It was just... Also had aggression. Yeah. Oh, man. And, you know, he had that. He had some great lines in there. You know, he had some cool stuff, cool action. But then we get the Black Panther movie, mm. which just incredible movie. Incredible, as I say last week, celebration of culture yeah and you know just an expression that we needed yeah at the time and audiences came out because they just wanted to be a part of that well it was a a a high level of passion anyone could get behind and it was just fun and everybody in the theater was having a great time 
and just an incredible movie. Just funny, cool action, you know, and just Chadwick Boseman doing what he does best. The part where he, you know, comes face to face with Killmonger again, mm. and he says, I never yielded, and as you can see, I'm not dead. When you see that, you're like, this is a man, this is a king. Yeah. Who he's going to have to be killed to turn away his kingdom. And you know, Eddie, I don't want to I don't mean to steal this from you. That was so well said. I think we could use that line about him in real life. He Yeah. During his battle with cancer, he never yielded. He fought he fought so hard, no one even knew he had it. Because it was it was almost like just a little flick of the wrist for him you know it was like i've got this this isn't a big deal i'm gonna fight this you know and i have such high respect for him for for being so strong and not wanting this to be what defines him defines him yeah that's great said and we'll definitely bring that up because i have a few notes i wanted to say but then we get infinity war and Endgame. Oh, man. And, you know, T'Challa, his aspect of Infinity War, when he has the entire army of Wakanda, as well as all of the Avengers, and they are sitting there, and, you know, they're, he's just chanting out Yabambe, which is Zosa for hold the line, hold strong. Mm-hmm. And that just gets you pumped and then they charge and the whole battle and then he gets all dusty but boy when he comes back and he comes out the gate with his army in endgame it was just i still get chills oh i still get chills thinking about that scene and it's just so amazing and you know before we talk about you know the MCU impact there's just i had made some notes when i was doing some research mm-hmm. cuz like Trey said when this happened it's just one of those things where you're just like you can't believe yeah. it yeah so Chadwick Boseman was initially diagnosed with pink with um colon cancer colon cancer yeah mm-hmm. in 1998 that's that's insane guys i didn't even know that 98 1998 and he went through chemo therapy as well as surgeries and it went away and then it came back in 2000 and he went through more chemotherapy and you know medical procedures and then it came back again for what would ultimately be his demise in 2016 Trey do you know how many movies Chadwick Boseman has starred in since 2016 I would say six ten ten he has starred in 10 movies since his colon cancer had come back. Wow. And that's because wow. he was someone, he's what we want out of a celebrity. A genuinely good person who's like, look, this is my personal life. I'm not going to put it out there for sympathy. I'm not going to put it out there for attention. Yeah. I'm going to deal with this. And I'm also going to try and put as much good into the world as I can because it might not last and unfortunately for him it didn't but Chadwick Boseman 
He can never be replaced. No. And I know he just passed, and I don't want to sound sensitive, but looking at the legacy has left, if they do bring back Black Panther, which I'm assuming they will, Mm -hmm. who would you want to? Is it somebody within the universe? Or would you, do you have an actor you'd like to be introduced? You know, I think you said it best. It My mind is so clouded right now because mm-hmm. I can't imagine anyone besides him because he just, he, he is the Black Panther. I mean, he was incredible in that role. So to me, I have to, I have to switch gears and say, I would like to see Shuri take over like, they do, like she does in the comics. That's exactly what I was going to say because she is just a phenomenal actress. Yes. We've seen her in other roles, such as Black Mirror. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. And she's just so good. And I would like it because I think they could do something interesting with the role. And she's smart. She's so smart. She's so funny. But she's also a warrior. Yeah, she is a warrior. And I think it'd be interesting because they could do the story where the kingdom, you know, is reeling from the loss of their king mm-hmm. and they don't want to accept a woman as the black panther oh yeah because you know it's the what it, the afterlife it's you know all the kings yeah they never said a queen that would be a great tie-in and empowering for women yeah that would be good but above all we just hope that you know anyone who has been saddened by this of course his friends and family but we just hope that, you know, time does heal all. And we can always just look back on what he has accomplished. Yeah. And just take it in and enjoy the legacy of just someone we may not get again. And, you know, he had the five bloods. He had 21 bridges, which Message I personally like. Message from the king. Yeah. So, you know, we just have to... Just all get through this. 2020 has taken a lot from us. Yes, it has. But we just all have to deal with it through time. And but yeah, what an actor. What what an individual. Mm-hmm. But so before we get into our tenant review mm-hmm. and the beer of the week review. Yes. So when Trey and I were driving to get something, you know, we had left the studio and we're going to get something. We're just driving down, you know, <laughs> yeah. little little Sunday Columbus drive. You know, you never expect a police chase to have a car, you know, being chased by the police, almost hit you, then go off the road, hit yeah. something, and flip five times. But that happened to us. We're talking about 10 feet next or to Or less. Or less. I mean... Flying. I have never witnessed a car crash, and... Th- that will stay with me. I mean, I. So if we sound a little off tonight, it's, yeah. it's just the adrenaline and trying because to... this happened right before we started recording. Yeah, we were on the way here with our beers from mm-hmm. you know to review for the week, and yeah, I I've never seen anything like it. The the person was okay, just to go ahead and let you know. So it was it was nothing to you know worry about there. But and the cop was immediately behind him, pulled yeah. up right after the wreck, and the person jumped out, and the cop. You know, was there waiting to apprehend them. Yeah, it, it, it was insane they jumped out. Because yeah. this car easily going, you know, this is a two-lane 
40 mile per hour street. He was going to what, 60? 60, 70. Off the road, into a tree, flipped five times, and he shot out the window. What's crazy is... Like, jumped out. The car started rolling back towards us. Yeah. So, you know, I I was getting a little nervous, but it hit, uh, like, a ditch. Yeah. So it... That ditch saved us. It prevented us from uh, uh, getting hit or rolling back across the road. Um, Yeah, I gotta say, never witnessed anything like that, and... um, I haven't really been able to get it out of my mind yet, you know, but um, I'm definitely here. definitely glad everyone's okay. And yeah, and we're here, guys. That if that didn't show our commitment, to, you know, to everyone, I don't know what will, you know. But so, back to business as usual. Absolutely. So we have this week in honor of you know we're toasting Tenet. Mm-hmm. We have the Skywater Golden Ale by Pretoria Fields. You know, this is the Brewers Farmers Collective. And, you know, just, it's a very sleek can, and we were thinking Skywater, because in this movie, there's a lot of time time manipulation. Yeah. I might have had a manipulation right there. (laughs) A lot of time manipulation of, you know, the sky and water, so, you know, we just thought it was kind of punny, but... A lot of beautiful um, ocean scenes, for sure, and... Uh, through a, a few times in the movie, they were speed sailing, so they're kind of flying over the water. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, Skywater just kind of, you know, spoke to us when we were trying to figure out a beer to review that resembled Tenet. And much like Christopher Nolan's movies, you know, whether you like them or not, this can it's very sleek in its design. You know, it looks very simple, but there's some things going on. Yeah. And above all, it's just a classy, cinematically pleasing can. Well, you know, it makes sense because, you know, Pretoria is like a, it's a winning brand mm-hmm. and uh, Christopher Nolan's a, it's a winning director. So this is know, very true. And uh, I think, you know, two should go hand in hand. But. And I gotta say, I like this better than last week's beer. I know Trey's very big on the clown shoes, mm-hmm. but... I like this one. This is a good sipping beer. Lighter. Yeah, it's a lot lighter. As the can says, it's refreshing. Yeah. And I just think, you know, it's got a good sour taste. And I personally like it. I would I would recommend it if you were just sitting. This is a good summer sitting on the porch beer. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like a Sierra Nevada. Mm-hmm. You know, just like a kind of a paler ale. Mm-hmm. Um, has a little bit of bite to it. So definitely not gonna have the the you know drinkability and smoothness of a um, like a Bud Light, something lighter. But um, but let me tell you what, uh, it's checking all the boxes for me. It's checking all the boxes for me, but... and you're not gonna hear that very often <laughs> for me. That's true. But yeah, I still like the clown shoes better though. Yeah. I, I want I like an IPA. So like how would hoppier. you how would you rank real quick before we get into tenant? This is something I just thought. How would you rank the three beers? Because for me. The three beers we've talked about, I would put Skywater number one. Okay. I'd put Budweiser number two, mm-hmm. and I put Clown Shoes number three. Yeah, that's um, I yeah I can see that. I'm I'm pretty much 
the completely opposite, but I... Uh, I know he likes the clown shoes. I, I like a stronger beer. You know, I like a... Um, he likes your stouts. I like stouts. I like, you know, IPAs, double IPAs. You know, I want to I wanna feel like I'm drinking, you know? Um, I want to make my ancestors proud, you know? So you would go clown shoes, bud, and then this one? Actually, I would do clown shoes, uh, Pretoria, and then bud. Okay. You know? Well, now that that is out of the way, Trey has been dying for this movie. Oh, yes, I have. He's been counting the days with each release date they change. Yeah, I've, I've been... This has been tough for me, guys, because, uh, I mean, I haven't had to wait too long. I just had to wait an extra month and a half, but, uh, you know, I didn't know if this day was going to come or not, you know? Well, this isn't <laughs> New Mutants, at least. Yeah, yeah, Where exactly. Where it took 29 years to come out. Yeah. But we are here. We are talking about Tenet. And guys, I'm as excited as y'all are to hear uh, Eddie's review because, you know, he, we left the theater, we watched it together, and we gave very brief opinions because we wanted to surprise each other with our review. Very true. So I don't know, you know, how he's going to think. And also, with me and Eddie, time does a lot for our reviews. So we watch a movie, you know, we'll feel a certain way in the movie, and then... As we sit and, you know, simmer on it, we'll either like it more, like it less. So, all right, look, look, I'm gonna, I know I'm going to talk about this movie a lot. Let's get your opinion first, Eddie. Oh, you want your boy to start off? Yes. Okay, so to begin with, let's just give you the basics, even though everybody should know about this, you know. Very good marketing. Christian Nolan always has a great marketing. Team. Yeah. So, this movie, you got the lead, John David Washington, mm -hmm. who, much like Chadwick Boseman, was... John David Washington is one of my favorite actors right now. He was exceptional. Exceptional he's, in this. Even if he is in a movie which is bad, which I can't think of a movie he's been in that's a bad movie yet, if he was in a bad movie, he's going to be great. Mm -hmm. Because he just... He, he has his dad's swagger, and that is not easy to accomplish. That's right. And then you got Robert Pattinson, you know, with some roles. You got, um, what was her name? The main actress. Elizabeth Debicki. Elizabeth Debicki, who, one of the tallest human beings I've ever seen. Very pretty woman. Uh, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. And um, little, a small role by Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. Am I forgetting any other major ones? Oh, um, uh, Michael Caine. Did you say Robert Pattinson? I did. Okay. Um, yeah, Michael Caine. Um, you know, the typical Nolans. Yeah. Minus Leo. Oh, yeah. But I thought this movie was a great movie. Oh. I thought that it's one of those movies that at first it didn't seem like was going to pay off. Mm -hmm. But then when you start, when he starts to be like, almost like in the Saul franchise, if I can use that to elaborate. When you see how everything ties together, I couldn't agree more. You're like, okay, that's great. Like, because it's small things here, 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 here. And you're like, okay, I mean, I was sitting and I was like, okay, this is a good movie, but mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm waiting for the greatness to start. Mm -hmm. And then when he's like, okay, you remember this little, you know, two minutes of dialogue here? Boom, this is why. And you're like, oh, and you're like, Oh, you remember this little car chase here? Boom. Here's why. Oh, but you didn't think I was done, right? Because guess what? 15 minutes later, boom. Here's actually why. Yes. When everything, when you see the cause and effect loops, which yes. this is about time manipulation. Mm -hmm. So when you see the loops, 
and you see the twists and turns and how everything ties together. Oh. Great movie. Great performances. I do have a complaint. Oh, I was waiting for it. Let me hear that. But I'm I'm you know, I'm happy so far that you liked it. Let me hear. And this is me being genuine. And so it's about time, but not what you think. Okay. I think the runtime was perfect. Okay. However, I think they could have changed a lot of the scenes mm. because there were several scenes because I played this back when I was driving home after the movie. There were several scenes of dialogue that never had a payoff. Okay. And so I can see that. I was like in a movie that has such cool action, I'm like I don't really want to waste time with people talking for five, you know, ten minutes. Yeah. And it not lead to anything. Yeah. Like, it not lead to a part of the story or anything. And there was some moments like that for yeah. me. Yeah. So, I'm not going to complain about the time. I just am going to complain about what was done with the time. Yeah. Because I'm fine with the length. Because all the stuff, when, it, when you see the payoffs, yes. it's just, it's so cool. And it makes me want to go see it again. Oh, could not agree more. Just because I want to see, now that I know the ending, Yeah. much like with the Saw movies, yeah. or any other movie with great twists, you want to watch it back just to see, okay, was there anything I missed? Yeah. Because he puts it out there, like, okay, look, character A, they're going to say this, it's going to pay off at this point. Like, mm-hmm. he puts everything kind of, you know, in nice, neat rows for you. Yeah. But I want to know, was like there any smaller things I might have missed? I, I, I couldn't agree more. And before I, before I jump into my review, what is your um, star rating on this? So, I was torn, like I said, because of the dialogue aspects. Mm. But overall, just because of just how cinematically cool it was. Yeah. And... You know, it's an enjoyable movie to watch. I have to give it a solid four out of five stars. Oh. I, you know, I'm happy. I Could can't give it happy. the point five. That's because okay because of, like I said, that dialogue here need to be used for something better. Yeah, or just cut. And I would have yeah. been happy because, you know, the one bad thing about him is he's such a great director and he has such these grandiose ideas. Mm. That sometimes it gets to him a little too much, and he tries to add stuff that doesn't need to be there. Okay, yeah, fair. So enough. that's why, for me personally, solid four out of five. Oh, I'm I'm thrilled to hear that, because uh, guys, as everyone knows, uh, they've been following us, you know, now for a few episodes. Y'all have gotten to know us well. I, I'm a huge Nolanite, and this is a win for me to hear. You know, Eddie Eddie is definitely on a Christopher Nolan. Um, I mean, better than Inception. Oh my that goodness! Piece of trash. Oh my goodness! We'll, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> but let me let me tell you what I thought. First off, there's not a Christopher Nolan movie I don't love. Some I like more than others, but this should be no surprise. I love Tenet. I I pretty much loved everything about it, and I think the best thing I can say is Christopher Nolan challenges us. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I love. You know, he doesn't underestimate our ability as viewers to problem solve and puzzle solve. He he uses time in a lot of his movies. I mean, mm-hmm. when you really think about it, he, yeah. he uses time. 
And it's great because Christopher Nolan does a great job of creating a sense of realism in all of his movies, but he adds time to bend reality a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that is what I love about what he does and what he brings to the table. So it's not just another generic spy espionage movie. Let me before I give you my full review, let me let me tell you all a couple of things. Christopher Nolan has always said the James Bond franchise is one of his favorite franchises of all time. Much like mine, Eddie will tell you I love James Bond. It could be my favorite franchise uh, of all time. I mean, I own every single one of them, probably two copies of each, and uh, I could tell you everything about him. But Christopher Nolan, I have always wanted him to do a 007 movie. This was close. And this was his version. It was. There was a protagonist who was a James Bond type, mm-hmm. kind of got the girl, mm-hmm. and uh, saved the day. Yeah. And... The world's at stake. The world's at stake with a supervillain. Yeah. I didn't realize how bad and evil this villain was going to be. He is a supervillain, guys. I mean, perfect James Bond, you know, resume. But now that I'm watching this, I'm like, I hope he still does do a 007 movie because I would love to see more of this. But if this was his one and done on a 007 spy espionage, guys, he checked all the boxes. You you would wish this was a 007 movie if you loved the franchise because it had the 007 feel. You know, Agent, don't want to spoil too much, but in a way um, goes off the map, kind of like in Skyfall, mm-hmm. comes back, saves the day. Incredible. And the best thing about Christopher Nolan's movies and Tenet falls right into this category they give you multiple watches. I can I, I don't know about you, Eddie. I can't wait to get back and rewatch it. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. And actually, yeah, you did say that. Because this is one of those movies where it's just as fun to watch knowing the ending because now you play it backwards in your head. And very, very key to say because in the movie... There's a lot of forwards in time. There's backwards in time, mm-hmm. you know, as I was saying, time elimination. And the movie is just has so much going on, but everything makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It all ties in. Oh, it really does. I, I'm i going to go ahead and tell you, I, I definitely give Tenet uh, an A. I would say a 90 out of 100. It was... It was a longer movie, but it had great payoff. It, it it needed to be a longer movie once you see how much they fit in yeah. there. And, Eddie, like you said before, John David Washington, man, that guy was awesome. I yeah. mean, he, he was a Bond, man. He could have easily played a mm-hmm. Bond. He did a fantastic job being, you know, an international spy. And, uh, man, the guy could whoop some butt. You know, we'll add him to the Idris Elba list of yeah. people we want to play Bond. Yeah. I think he could do it. You know who I'd love to see? I would love to see Richard Madden play Bond. And mm. I would also love to see, you know, John David Washington. Maybe you have, like they're doing in No Time to Die, a couple of double O's. Mm. You have the 007, but you have maybe a 009, 006. You know, you know let's just get Ethan from Mission Impossible, have him... <laughs> <laughs> you know, try and take out the bond. Yeah, exactly. Let's just, let's just get it all. But 
So two great reviews, you know, Christopher Nolan movie. Fantastic. And so here's the real question, though, because it's the list of the week. Oh, yeah, here so, it is. You've heard our views, but here's the real question. Where will Tenet, if it does end up, where will it be on our list? Mm. You're about to find out. So I'm going to go first because, you know, Trey, this is his moment. And it's this is hard for me, guys. I mean, I... It's not that hard. I've sat here for, for days now. And you got, like, two good moves. Oh, man, you're breaking my heart. Breaking my heart. But, yeah, I mean, I could go back and change this list. I'm not... I'm not saying uh, this number is definitive. One set. Yeah, number one and number two are My set list is for me. controversial. My one and two are set. Three, four, and five could change at any time. But for right now, I've really thought about it. I think this is the most guaranteed stay put list. All right, so for my list coming in, and so my number five was a little hard because, like I said, I'm not as big a Nolanite as Trey. Mm -hmm. I can appreciate his movies, although they're not typically some of my favorites. Mm -hmm. But for number five, I was tossing up between a few, and I ended up going Batman Begins. Great movie. You know, cool intro movie. You know, had Liam Neeson in it. Had Killian Murphy, you know. Great origin story. Just a cool origin story, and it had the better Rachel. Yes, it did. God, everyone can agree Because I love Maggie Gyllenhaal. If you haven't seen, small side note, if you haven't seen the movie The Secretary with Maggie Gyllenhaal, phenomenal movie. Haven't seen it? Phenomenal movie. I'll have to check it out. But, so, you know, back to this, though. Batman Begins, great intro, so number five. Number four, Tenet. Mm. I was I was looking, I was poking, I was prodding. And it'll go with number four because like I said, I just enjoy the rewatch intrigue because of how much was going on. Yes. And let me tell you, you're gonna need to watch this a couple times. Yeah. To fully get it. Cause like I know the story, but there's parts that i'm still like trying to wrap my head around but just great movie yeah. and you need to see it on the big screen yeah. to really appreciate the time aspect yeah so number three this is where the controversy comes in because like i said i you know my boy trey loves christian Nolan. i wanted to yeah. put a lot of thought into my list mm -hmm. and my number three is the dark knight mm. here's where the controversy comes in okay the dark knight is a fantastic movie I mean, one of the greatest movies of all time. I wouldn't go that far. Really? That's where the controversy comes in. Okay. Because I was thinking it over. If you take out, and I'm not saying this because, you know, he's deceased and I was on the hype train like everybody else. Mm. If you take out Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker, this movie would drop below Tenet on my list. I could see that because this was a movie that the actors made a lot of it what it is because to me the rest of it it's a good movie mm -hmm. but without him it's not a great movie yeah because i'll just leave it at this and tenet i was gonna tell you tenet one thing about chris Renault, he can open a movie yeah yes and the opening tenet is phenomenal oh it is but i don't know if any opening of his movies could outdo the opening from the dark knight yeah i agree. that robbery scene just the way all the people are in play and how it's filmed and mm -hmm. the score, it's just, it's breathtaking. Oh, amazing. 
And when you get to the end and you get to see the Joker for the first time, just yeah. so cool. But number two, this was the tough one for me. Because mm. the final two movies on my list, I was going back and forth. I know it's between The Prestige and Interstellar. Which do you think is number two? Mm. Live mic, Trey. Don't keep them waiting. I gotta say, knowing you, mm-hmm. knowing what you talk about more praise, I, it's hard not to say Interstellar would be your number one. Interstellar, my number two film. Oh, God. Because you think you know somebody. Interstellar, phenomenal movie. Just breathtaking visuals. So, you might have seen this sack of crap movie called Gravity. Which, I, I liked it. No disrespect to the actors involved, because they did good with what they were given. But to me, that movie is a lot like Ad Astra, where it's beautiful to look at, Yeah, but it doesn't have substance. I will, I will partially agree with you. Gravity at least had a better linear storytelling. The way yeah. Ad Astra ended was yeah. just blah, and, dude. and I will say, Gravity was beautiful to look at. Oh, man. But beautiful. that's a movie that you don't have to pay attention to. No. Interstellar is this great just play through time. Yeah. And like I said, you know, Christopher Nolan, as we I've said a bunch about Tenet, it's cool to see how things tie in. Yeah. But my number one movie for Christopher Nolan is The Prestige. Oh, God. I, I mean, when amazing. I saw The Prestige when it first came out, I was shook because... Amazing. That movie, the acting was just top-notch. The script was even better. The twist and turns, like, it was just such a good movie. Just mm. so cool, great movie, so fun to watch. If you haven't seen it, it's one of those movies that you're going to have trouble figuring out the ending. Yeah, and it stays with you. It does. And it lives up to its its premise, mm-hmm. Magical. I mean, I know it's kind of corny, but... And The Prestige. But, Trey, now that I've talked about this... uh, Great list, by the way. This Razzie Award-winning director, Christopher Bolan, what was his name? Boren? uh, This might be our last episode, guys, because I might kill Eddie. But uh, as you were saying, though... How about we hear from the Nolan fanboy himself? Guys, let me reiterate... There is not a Christopher Nolan movie I don't love. I mean, if you told me, you know, Trey, what's your top 20 movies? Most every Christopher Nolan movie is going to be in my top 20 because I just, I love everything he does. Um, so with that being said, let me give you the hardest listener I had to make in my life. I'm going to start with my first place and go down. Okay. That will be Because we know... Everyone knows your first place. If you've listened to any part of our show. Yes. Inception, I I could go on a whole episode about. So that's his number one. My number one is Inception. I, I loved everything about it. It was such, let me reiterate, such an original screenplay. I mean, going into someone's dreams, planting an idea coming out the other end and changing history i mean that's never been done before never even been you know had an idea of writing something like that and christopher nolan 
that was his baby of all the movies he's he's directed and written that was his baby it took him 10 years to write this movie during you know it's about in, how long the movie is oh you you dog i mean we're talking he did insomnia um he did batman begins he did the dark knight memento he did um uh, yeah yeah he did memento all in that 10 year span cuz it came out in 2010 and you could tell the care he put into that movie. I mean, you you go on... When I try to explain to people an, an epic quest, everyone thinks Lord of the Rings. I mean, what... Which is an, accurate, because Lord of the Rings is it, better. It is a very epic quest in Lord of the Rings. It's amazing. It's a tale of, like, Middle Earth and their quest, you know, to, like, rise up against evil. This wasn't really an evil versus good type movie. It was a corp, a corporate evil, I guess you could say. But you want to talk about the biggest epic adventure? That was Inception. And guys, I'm telling you, I could go on hours and hours. I mean, the casting was phenomenal. The costumes were phenomenal. Um, the set pieces, the architecture in the movie. It's just, that's the reason why it's my favorite film of all time. But number two, The Prestige. Ooh. The Prestige. If I didn't have Inception so high at number one and just, you know, concreted in, The Prestige, if it was going against any other movie, I don't think anything could top The Prestige. It is one of the best written movies, best cast movies. I mean, we love... I love Michael Caine. Anything he's in, I'm happy. Yeah. Christian Bell, phenomenal actor, and you already got the hype, you know, with Batman Begins... Um, so I'm just so happy with Christian Bale. And then my favorite actor of all time, Hugh Jackman. Oh my God, dude. Can you... And don't you dare undersell the fact that one of the greatest actors of all time, who is in a very underappreciated role, Hugo Weaving. Yes. Hugo Weaving's in it. Don't yes. you dare not mention his name. I love Hugo Weaving, and I had to like really go go through the bank memory there, man. I mean, we're talking Piper Page was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking Rebecca Hall. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was star-studded. Star-studded. Fantastic movie. We don't get a lot of magician movies, and when we do, they're, they're pretty good, but none like... The Prestige. The, Illu- the Illusionist is probably the closest one. That I- most of them are modern day, like Now You See Me. Yeah. Yeah, Now You See Me was, was really good. I liked it. The Illusion was, was good, but guys, The Prestige, there is nothing that will come close as far as uh, a magician movie, but also just a, one of the best movies ever made. Um, and I could also go on forever about that movie, but I'm going to save you all time. That's where the list gets interesting, Eddie. Okay. And I don't think you're going to guess this because I had to really sit on this one and think. And, uh, you know, tears were shed that I had to leave out some of these. Uh, one of these movies I had to leave out. And uh, can it, I, can it I take me. a guess? Yeah, take a guess. Okay. One movie that I left out on the list that hurts me. I think you let. Okay, so you got three movies. Mm-hmm. Dark Knight's one of them. You left off the Dark Knight? I left off the Dark Knight. You know, that makes sense, though, because if you're basing this on Christopher Nolan mm-hmm. and not, like, superhero, yeah, I could see that. Because I was torn between, I thought you left off either Batman Begins or Dark Knight. 
because I was pretty sure you were going to have Interstellar on your list. Yep. And I was pretty sure you were going to swerve me and have Memento on your list. Love Memento, but didn't make it. Love it. Oh, wow. So, if you have The Dark Knight Rises on this list and not The Dark Knight. Okay, well, why don't you just... I'm walking out the door. Why don't you just leave and hear my reasoning, okay? So, number three is Batman Begins. Okay. And let me tell you, Batman Begins, when you look at the MCU, would you agree, Eddie, that... Some of the best MCU movies were origin stories. I mean, Iron Man started the whole thing, and that was an origin story. Yeah, but story. then you got, like... You had Thor, which you, I know you love. I do, but Thor Ragnarok's better. Yeah, I agree with that. But it's hard to forget about the origin stories. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Like, Let me at least say it like that. Like the first Avengers. Oh, yeah, first Avengers, yeah. And when you did Batman Begins, when Christopher Nolan did that... I mean, we always, I mean, I love Batman, and there's a lot of them, like, you know, Batman Returns with the Penguin and Michael Keaton, that's one of my favorite Batmans, but it was cheesy, and, you know, before Christopher Nolan came along, we had cheesy Batmans, and... Except Batman 1989. Well, you know... Which is a cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> Still cheesy, but I loved it. I'm a knock you out. But Christopher Nolan brought in the Batman trilogy, and he redefined what a superhero movie could he definitely be like. he definitely was part of the change yeah and it, it was incredible what he did so the batman begins absolutely loved it raz al ghul doesn't get enough love and the fact that he was in that i mean guys raz al ghul as a villain that's what everyone wants and he was in it it was amazing uh you know you know my boy liam neeson I mean, Nieces can we can we say any more? But yeah, I just I love Batman Begins. That's number three. Number four, The Dark Knight Rises, and Eddie is is cursing me and and putting a hex on me on the way home. I I feel it, but let me tell you my reason behind this. The Dark Knight did not make my list, and it's crazy because it's one of the best movies ever made, and I will tell you this. For everyone listening, The Dark Knight is better than Batman Begins. It's better made. And it's better It's better made than Dark Knight Rises. So I, I totally agree. I'm just waiting on the reasoning. Just yeah. Quit, I know it sounds crazy. Quit, quit so making like, the run and just get I to would, the finish line. It is on IMDb's page as number 14 of all time. The Dark Knight is. Yeah. Number 14. We're talking about Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. So I don't disagree with that in the least. Trey, okay? just get to the Dark Knight Rises. The reason I picked Batman Begins and the Dark Knight Rises over the Dark Knight is for one reason only. I watch them more. I love an origin story, and I love closing the book on stories. When, first off, you never feel less hopeful for Batman than in Dark Knight Rises. It, will you agree with me on that? Will you agree with me on that? No. You think Batman had a better chance versus Bane than in The Dark Knight? To an extent. He Bane literally destroyed the Batcave, took all his tanks, broke Batman's back, threw him in a pit, and you still think The Dark Knight he had a better chance to win it? I don't think so. I felt like the odds were way greater, and it was so satisfying in Dark Knight Rises 
to see everything Bruce overcame. He fixed his back, which was insane, pulled himself out of a pit, jumped out of a pit, and it was a redemption story. And that's why I loved The Dark Knight Rises, because you have a villain that was so good, took everything from Batman. Took his city, took his money, took his weapons. I mean, beat him to a pulp, beat Batman to a pulp, which we haven't seen before. We have not seen that before. And Batman came and won, and I don't know what it is about a redemption story that I love, and my favorite scene in The Dark Knight Rises is when Alfred sees him at that French cafe. It's all he ever wanted was to see him do well, and they nodded at each other, and he walked off, and that's all Alfred ever wanted. Bro, that scene still gets me to this day. So I just wanted this on record. The Dark Knight, better made film than both of them. Totally agree with that, and love, love, love The Dark Knight. But I rewatched the other two more, and it just has, I don't know, it's just the passion I have with those other two, man. I love them. See, and that's funny, because I'm actually not a fan of Batman Begins or Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. I think they're good movies, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're great movies. Yeah, I couldn't tell you the last time I rewatched either of them. Uh, I, watch, I watch the Dark Knight trilogy once a year, maybe twice a year, the whole trilogy. But guys, the last movie, number five. Hmm. What is it? Incept. Uh, no, it's uh, plot twist. Ah, you got you. No, no, this movie is Interstellar. Okay. And Interstellar, uh, it was just, it was fantastic. It was a cro- fantastic cross the board. Who doesn't love a space voyage movie? Yeah. And when you're talking about going through a black hole, visiting other planets to find life, and possibly finding one, no, no spoilers out there mm-hmm. for people who haven't seen it. I mean, I kind of spoiled Endgame. Yeah, that's true. Which but is a more recent movie. It's uh, it's hard not to put, um, you know, Interstellar on your list because it's just so great. I not putting Dark Knight on my list will haunt me, and I may have to change it later rewatching it. But, um, but, but it's your opinion. Top, yeah, it's my top. So five. even though I'm busting his chops because this is my boy, <laughs> it's his opinion. So I can't be mad at that. And love the Dark Knight, guys. I mean, Try, I you just s- you say that one more time. You're getting. I fined. just watched it. Yeah, I just feel like I, there's so many people Who that cares? are gonna hear this. Who cares? And you know what? I, Try, I get they, it. They, I get it. They have opinion. Yeah. You have an opinion. I have opinion. Opinions don't matter because well, if you love the Dark Knight, it's a person. great. It's a great opinion. You know. Well, on that note, <laughs> as Matthew McConaughey would say, "All right, all right, all right." <laughs> We want to thank you for listening to another episode of A Toast of Film. Yes. Where we'll be back next week with a new topic, a new review, and a new list. What's the list? You'll just have to tune in next week to find out. But until then, if you'd like to contact us, you can contact us at facebook.com slash toast to film. That's the number two. On Twitter at film underscore toast. Or you can email us at bingingandbrewing at gmail.com. And from me and Trey, we wish you good night and good viewing. Thank you, guys.